It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Equity of up to 150 million pounds. You're on the theater, fine, you're here to win games. We want to try to reduce this gap. I think that uh, a good team has to be good uh, to recognize uh, different phases during the game. Welcome into the Tottenham Depot. I am your host, Andrew. It is episode 112, and this is a very special and awkward edition of the Tottenham Depot. Uh, I have got Dakota alongside of me because I had to drag him all the way across the Atlantic Ocean to uh, into London to, to do a podcast with me, and he is here. Dakota, what's up, my friend? Um, you know, just a, a thing that has never happened before, which is a live recording of the Tottenham Depot. And I'm really excited that we get to do this. And I'm really excited about what we got to do today, even though it was a little drab. A little drab? I mean, are you talking about the weather or the football? Because it was all kind of drab. Uh, yeah, Dakota and I, uh, for the first time ever, are recording a Tottenham Depot podcast in person, not uh, via some kind of video calling device. Um, and that is because we are in London. We attended uh, tonight's Champions League defeat. Well, it wasn't a defeat, technically. It was a draw, but... Spurs are out of out of the Champions League uh, after a nil-nil draw to AC Milan. Um, we're going to talk about our experience at the game, but first we're going to talk about the game itself because that's, I know, what many of you want to hear about. Um, and, I mean, Dakota, let's just start with the lineup because a lot was made, I guess, of what this lineup would be without Eric Dyer. Um, it was, I think, I guess, what most people would have expected with Ben Davis Clement Longley and Christian Romero, who we will come on to, uh, playing on that back line along with Perisic and Royale out at the wing back spots. Everything else pretty much the same. Although there's also more news about the front line that maybe we will need to come on to. But um, what did you make of of this lineup? Because I felt like, um, yeah, this is this is kind of just what we would have had to expect, I guess, at this point. Yeah. There was no real other feasible option for what Antonio Conte was going to trot out there this evening. Eric Dyer's out. That means Clement Longley slides into the middle. Ben Davis has to play left side of center back, which means Ivan Perisic has to play left wing back. That's just how how this works um, because our depth is not where it needs to be. And it's just not good enough. And when one player is out, it is a problem. And, you know, in some ways, I'm glad we don't have to see a back line that we would have had to see if we had made it through this game because Longley got a yellow and he was already on a yellow. So he would have missed the next match. And then Christian Romero, also on already on a yellow, with his first yellow, would have missed the next match. But 
ended up getting himself sent off, which obviously means he's out for the next match. So had we made it through, we would have seen a back line of Ben Davis, Davinson Sanchez, and Jaffa Tanganga against the likes of someone like Bayern Munich. Well, Eric Dyer would have been able to return as well after after his his little uh, little stint on the bench, which was forced, of course, by his own suspension. But um, I, I don't know. There's not much to say even about this game other than it it's it feels almost like a microcosm of what we've been seeing now. I, I would say for weeks, but when you go back and and think about the fact that Spurs did have that run where they beat Chelsea and West Ham on consecutive games. This hasn't been, it's felt more dreadful than it's really been for, for as long as it's been, but this it's, it things are, are kind of just reaching a breaking point. It feels like, and you know, it look, we're, we're, we're a couple of dumb Americans, but you can really feel it and sense it in the stadium, which is again, something that we're going to come on to because I know, um, a lot of people want to hear about that experience, but you could feel it in the stadium tonight. You could just feel a sense of negativity, a sense of uh, no urgency. Um, you know, the Milan away fans tonight made 10 times the noise uh, that, that Spurs fans did. And and obviously the numbers there are, are very skewed. It just, this felt like... I hate to say it, it felt kind of like a funeral. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mention the the energy because and specifically with the um the like the need to to play fast and to do things quickly and uh it feels like the fans are trying to make that happen and the team is simply not doing it. Um the fans are are calling for things to be quicker and and not even necessarily more precise but just to give themselves more opportunities when they do have the ball and those cheers are just falling on deaf ears and uh i I think we you can see the player's body language um even watching on a screen and it's very obvious that they feel i think a little bit dejected and the energy just isn't there like you said um, you know, Milan away fans were, they were great. I'll, let's just call it what it is. And I've been in an away section um, like that back in the States, and it is a little bit easier to make more noise because usually the only the, the ones who care about making a lot of noise are making the trip. Um, but for them to come in and, and be as rowdy as they were, and they kind of pushed their team along a little bit. And it was their team responding to the energy that they were trying to bring to the stadium. Um, and I'm not sure what it is about our players, but it just seems like they're not not responding to any any sort of pushes. And where that comes from, I think we're probably about to talk about. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it comes down to this team appearing to not respond to the manager right now. And... This is obviously a manager who has just returned for this game after weeks away. Um, we've talked ad nauseum about, you know, the struggles that he's had, not only personally, um, but also professionally since he's come to Tottenham. And some of his comments after the match, Dakota, were just 
bizarre. Um, talking about, you know, being under contract and figuring that, you know, his contract expires in June and we'll see what happens then. And even making a quip about uh, the club maybe wanting to even sack him before the end of the season. Who knows? Because maybe they're disappointed. Well, I mean, to that I say no shit. Um, knocked out of two cups in the span of a week. Um, struggling to really get any kind of foothold on, you know, a Champions League place, which, again, another thing that we I, I, I feel tough about even doing a, a, a weekly or, or twice-weekly Tottenham Hotspur podcast because it feels like we're talking about the same shit we talk about all the time. It's not good enough and just scrapping and 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 clawing for top four which is you know that's not to dare is to do that's not what the the spirit of this uh this this club should be and honestly it's being here and and and, and talking to some fans and knowing that there are so few of them that believe that this is that that, that Conte is long for this. I I don't see any way it ends other than this guy being done at the end of the season and like he kind of quipped about maybe even sooner. Yeah, it, it, you know it's funny you mentioned pushing for top four and and that kind of being enough. Glenn Hoddle really kind of laid into the players post match also. And one of the things that he said was uh, towards, you know, uh, towards the end of his his little rant is that it's time for the players to focus and buckle down and play for top four. And Peter Crouch, another former player, says, "Why? What's the point?" And the way that the that business has been going, the way that that trends have been going, there is kind of no point to getting top four because. Our, our team doesn't seem to want to or be able to push to to achieve those things that come with with getting top four. You, you want to get top four, yes, for the financial possibilities, but part of the financial possibilities is winning the whole thing. And, you know, I mentioned a little bit earlier, Andrew, to you and, and Shuban, that I feel like this business is operating as a smaller business than it has grown into and with that comes some structural changes that have to happen in order for the size of the organization to see its potential lived out until that has happened in my opinion this stadium is too big for us aspirations of winning anything of note are too big for us you know signing players for big money is too big for us because our our structural our organizational structure simply can't handle the load because of how it's laid out you know the expectation thing is something that i've really harped on and it it, the to dare to to dare is to do is is not it's not something that Antonio Conte seems to want to buy into. And, you know, some of the comments he made uh, after the match as well, speaking about, um, you know, understanding that fans shouldn't have patience and also calling, calling 
Milan, you know, c- comparing this club to Milan is is wild to me because, you know, yeah, you're talking about a team that, that, that won Serie A last season, but this Tottenham Hotspur football club tonight was not playing last season's AC Milan. They were playing this season's AC Milan, which has been, sure, maybe a little better of late, but entering that first leg uh, in Milan three weeks ago was one of the least informed teams in all of Europe. And continuing to rely on reputation is, I think, what we're what we're seeing is is one of Antonio Conte's biggest problems right now. Um, look, the the calls for Mauricio Pochettino are loud. Um, we heard them leaving the stadium. We heard them on the train uh, coming back into Central London after uh, the game. Well, after the game, um, this is. It's something that's probably going to happen at this point, honestly. And I guess, you know, I I said we were going to talk about the game. I mean, what else is there to say about a game in which nothing really happened other than, you know, Christian Romero acting a fool once again, which is something that I'm constantly harping on. Um, Just just can't do that kind of stuff. Um, I. And and honestly, you know, the front three once again just kind of looking off of it. Um, no, no real pace from Kulusevski, Son, or Kane. Um, I thought the midfield played fairly well. I thought Oliver Skip was just give him his flowers. That guy played out of his mind. I mean, Oliver Skip was a baller and was just all over it, uh, throwing in tackles, getting to getting to the ball. He was he was very good. Honestly, I want to give some flowers to Pedro Porro, too, because he came on uh, shortly after halftime for Ivan Perisic and moved Emerson Royale over the left spot. And Porro brought an energy that that we have not seen out of him as of yet either. So, I mean, who who, who else do you, do you need to single out before we kind of just talk a little bit more big picture at this point? Yeah, uh, Porro, Porro brought a little bit of that Pierre-Emil Hoybier energy onto the pitch, you know, throwing his hands up and interacting with the crowd and getting the, the crowd to kind of give him some of that energy. And I, I think and I wonder moving forward if what we saw second half tonight might not be a little bit more of the move um, because Ivan Perisic, um, whose bones are close to being dust, I'm sure, at this point. He is so old. And he, he played a lot in the beginning of the season. He played a World Cup. And then after the World Cup, Ryan Sessegnon has been injured. So who else is left to play that left wing back spot regularly other than even Perisic? So I kind of wonder moving forward if we might not see more of Emerson even starting at that left wing back spot and Poro playing in that right wing back spot. Um, definitely something to, to keep an eye on moving forward, I think. Um, I, I think the only other thing that we haven't mentioned so far that really deserves a little bit of attention is this stuff with Richarlison that he, he brought up post-match. Um, said that the season's not been great. He doesn't know why he's playing, not playing more. He did say that he was kind of tipped to, to be in the starting 11 yesterday and then... Come match day, he gets re- replaced in the starting eleven again, and completely understand, and that's very justified in, in being frustrated in that. Um, 
and you know he's had his own issues this year he he spent a little bit of a time injured he went off and had a wonderful world cup everyone expected him to come back and hit the ground running and still has zero league goals didn't really look like he was much of a help this evening even though he did have a, you know a little bit of a, a an energy about him when he came on he seemed to care a little bit which is more than a lot of the players who were on the pitch uh, for the the first half can say. So I, I think some attention needs to be given to this Richarlison thing, and um, then I'll let you do your rant about Cudi Romero because I know you you really wanted to get that off your chest. Well, I don't have anything else to say about Cudi Romero other than what I've said on previous podcasts, and that is that he has to clean his shit up. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. I mean, the guy can be a really really great defender, and he can also be a total muppet. I mean, he has he has. Uh, he can't go flying in for that second challenge. And he, he, first of all, he can't pick up the early yellow like he does. Um, and in, I know it's not every match, but it feels like every match. And then to pick up a second in the way that he did, put the team behind the eight ball. Um, it just, it's, it's not good. Uh, on Richarlison, it's no. Go ahead. I, I think we also need to remind people that the substitution of bringing Davinson Sanchez on in place of Dan Kulisevsky happened as a direct response to Cudi Romero being being sent off. Um, if that doesn't happen, then it's Arnaud Danjuma who comes on instead of Davinson Sanchez. But can't play a center back down. So that change was, was forced. Um, and I don't think... I, I saw a lot of stuff of, you know, it was a, a change of concession from Antonio Conte. It was a, a cowardly change. Like, no, it, w- it was made out of out of necessity that really just put us even more, like you said, behind the eight ball um, because we needed to put attacking talent on and we're forced to having to make a more defensive change. I think what made that change weird was that it didn't happen immediately. Spurs did play a few minutes there in a more of like a four, four, two or a, or a four, three, three setup um, after Romero had gone off the pitch uh, they did play a few minutes with essentially, you know, one center back truly because they 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 had pretty much pushed Ben Davis from that left center back spot up to left back, um, and then once they did make the change, it got them more into a a sturdy formation. It it is a weird change to make. I get why people will think that um, because it's so late in the match, and why are you bringing on a a center back for for one of your more creative players, but. If we're being honest, too, uh, Dan Kulisewski was not changing that match in any kind of way. He was not playing well. He has not been playing well for weeks. Um, I'm not defending the move, but I'm saying I understand why it was done. Um, so it's a, it's it's good that you shout that out. Um, back to Richarlison for a minute, because this is um, a lot of this is problematic. And it, Richarlison is is. It kind of went after Conte in 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 the post match, um, saying like you said he was slated to start this match. He didn't. Uh, it wasn't explained to him why. Um, it says he's not an idiot. He's a professional. Uh, he wants to play. He needs more minutes. Um, he he. The the real quote here is: If the season is being sorry for the word is being shit, why do I not get minutes? Um, it, yeah, this this season has been shit. Richarlison has not gotten minutes. At the same time, when Richarlison's been on the pitch, 
he's spent most of the time on the floor. Uh, and th- I feel like I've seen the guy that everyone was annoyed with at Everton more than I've seen a 60 million pound player come in and be another attacking option. And for a team that has a struggling son, a struggling Kulisevsky, and because of these things, a struggling Kane, um, you know, for him to not be able to crack that, that attacking trio. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I think my biggest takeaway from, from all of this is not that I agree with Richarlison or agree with Conte. I, I think it's my biggest takeaway is that Conte doesn't have any control anymore. And that's the, the surest sign to me that this thing is, um, is pretty much over. And, and, and we've seen reports in, in the last few days about the fact that, um, you know, we saw it from the athletic, uh, we saw it from from other other uh, publications that this thing is basically done. They're just playing out the string to the end of the season and going to kind of go from there. And this is kind of what I've been saying all along. Spurs want Antonio Conte to be their manager until he's not their manager, and then they'll figure out. And I just think that is a shit, shit way to run your organization. It's kind of what you were speaking to earlier about this organization um, this business not being run as a football club. It's being run as a business, and that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, but even the business part is is structurally a, a mess. You know, when, you know, if you have a, a structure for for your business and you have 20 people in your business, you, you build your structure to fit those 20 people. And then when you have, when it grows and you have 50 people, that same structure that you're working with for 20 people is not going to work when you have 50 people. So I think we're seeing a lot of that same thing here with, with Spurs and which is kind of surprising because we often think of Spurs as being a business savvy club. But to me, I, I think they're, they're failing in that sense. And Part of that is Enoch and has come in. Daniel Levy has been in charge, and they have raised the level of expectation. And now they are either unwilling or unable, or maybe even both, to raise their game to meet those expectations which they have set for themselves. So, so something has to give here. And I think in the end, what it's going to be sooner than later is obviously Antonio Conte is going to move on and I think that's best for him personally football aside the guy needs a break (laughs) he needs to take some time with his family he needs to rest and recover from this what I'm sure has been emotionally draining few months with all the stuff going on in his personal life and I think that would be best for him and then to take that even a little bit further, I think that Enoch is going to recognize the monster that they have created and get out. Um, I, I think that they are going to sell the club within the next calendar year. Um, and whether that will be good for football business or bad for football business, I think we... Um, Obviously, we will find out in due time, but you know, there's only a handful of, of suitors who 
would have enough money to buy this club. And there's quite a few of them who, you know, we as human beings don't want anywhere near the ownership box of this club. Yeah, it's a true uh, be careful what you wish for scenario. Um, you're you're more confident than I am that this club is 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 for sale. I don't I don't think it is. I think this business is is running um, quite smoothly. And you know, in 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 kind of transitioning to our experience a little bit, um, we, we saw that firsthand because my God, what a what a business, what a business, what a stadium. Um, look, as as uh, as Two Americans who and look, this is this might be the the portion of the podcast that you uh, you don't care as much about. But but if you um, if you have not been here, wow, uh, what a time we had, um, what an experience we had. Uh, we got this chance to to come over here and go to a couple games. We're gonna be we're gonna be there Saturday as well uh, in the South Stand for the Nottingham Forest match. Um, this this place is 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 immaculate um and we haven't gotten the full tour we're doing that later this week but um just experiencing a match day uh and a a champions league match to boot was was the experience of a lifetime and and something that neither of us will ever forget we made core memories today and got to do it uh with 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 some of our best friends and uh you know shout out to Shuban uh, he, he, he showed us, he showed us his neighborhood, which is really, really special and really, really awesome. Um, I didn't want to, you know, it's like, what is it like one thirty in the morning as we're recording this? Um, I didn't want to keep him up all night, so we, we, <laughs> I wasn't going to drag him into this, but, um, uh, shout out to that guy because he, he showed us a great time and, um, you know, showed us what this club, you know, kind of at its roots has always been about. Um, and that's the people. And I think that that's the, you know, we, we, we get on the microphones every week and we bitch and moan about, uh, results and vibes and lack of goals and lack of, lack of defending and lack of this, uh, and lack of that. But this club at its heart is about the people that love it. And, uh, it's, it's what, what has brought us together and, and, and a lot of you know of the listeners of this podcast together um, in a in a community, and you know you, you and I both, man, we 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 both got emotional today looking at that stadium and just this community that this club has built. And honestly, that's that's the most important thing for all of this for me. Uh, we want success, we want wins, we want glory, and all of that. But but this club is what's brought all of us together, which I think is really important to recognize as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, may, maybe we're we're so so much driving that home in, in times like this because we're trying to cope a little bit with how li- how little our football club has accomplished. But e- even when we get to the point where you know we're we're winning a lot and and the good times are coming back around on on the win column you know like like old Andy Bernard Bernard says on the office you know, I wish I knew that we were in the good old days when we were in them and we're in them right now you know even with a, a nil-nil draw and going out one nil on aggregate to AC Milan this was a good old day um and and getting to meet these people who I you know I've I talk to you and Shuban almost on a daily basis and I have for the last three, four years. Um, 
but I've never got to hug either of you until, you know, Shuban today and, and you a couple days ago. And uh, that is what I will forever be most thankful to this club for. And it is why I'm excited to raise my kids up to to love this game and to hopefully love this club is yes because sport is amazing and football is amazing and Tottenham Hotspur are amazing but the the people who love all of those things really just take it to another level and uh on the on the way back we were we were in a train car and uh you couldn't even cross your arms because there were so many people and I was almost sitting in someone's lap because there were so many people crammed together. Uh, and it was a beautiful moment for me. I think you were freaking out a little bit, which is fair. That's totally fine. Um, but those are the moments that really make a memory. And uh, I'm just really glad that we got we got to experience this today and looking forward to doing it again on Saturday. Yeah, I was just a little cross claustrophobic there for a moment uh, in the train. But you know, speaking of, of of the train back, you know, we we got to talking uh, to a, a a mother and her daughter who um, d- didn't really even they they attended the game and they didn't even really know much about Spurs. They just sat in the south stand. They they, they sat in the south stand. They they kind of bought a ticket on a whim, um, so, which how the hell did they do that? But, um, but they, they, they managed to get in, they, they were in town for a week, um, and are not even really football fans, but wanted to experience something great. And despite what they saw on the pitch, despite a, uh, a kind of dreadful nil nil game, I, they were buzzing. They had both had just had a hell of an experience. And for, 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 for two folks who, you know, had come over here, not even really intending <laughs> to come over and experience Tottenham Hotspur. They, they did, and they had a blast. Um, that's what, that's what football can do. That's what this club can do. And, and it's what it did, uh, for us tonight, as you mentioned. Um, they, they both had merch on the, they had a, who I'm assuming is, the, is the dad and the husband of, uh, of the, the two people you mentioned. And then, maybe a grandparent uh they all had merch on they had a big bag full of merch and we were kind of explaining the two legs of the champions league like they literally knew nothing about football you guys uh we were explaining how this worked and the mom was referring to tottenham hotspur as we in the middle of this conversation and she maybe not even knew <laughs> that spurs existed you know until a couple of weeks ago so um, a new fan, a new family of fans was created tonight. And uh, it's these experiences of the fans coming together and putting all of their passion into this club uh, that that makes those memories super, super precious um, to those of us who, who don't get to experience this on a week-to-week basis. And even the ones that do, they're going to remember, you know, matches where uh they met like they met those people i'm sure th- there are some season ticket holders that maybe sat next to this family and they're going to remember tonight not for going out of the champions league tacy milan but for getting to witness this new you know hopefully love of spurs blossom in into this family and uh that's just a beautiful beautiful moment beautiful thing to to get to be a part of 
Yeah, and and honestly, there there will be a lot of you out there who think that maybe that's part of the problem is that you know that uh, that folks are falling in love with something that they don't really you know fully understand or grasp, and that's you know that they're spending on merch and that the business is 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 raking it in whilst uh, the the product on the pitch is is not quite there, but um, that's that that's what we hope will come and that's what we continue to to to, to strive for and push for um and boy were the fans pushing after the match i mean we heard some things that uh i i would not dare repeat into a microphone because um they were you know uh, let's just say marisa pochettino's name was sung more than i thought it would be and i was also told a number of times by locals how shocked folks are that americans like you and i had come out here just to go to a, go to a couple of games. Um, and, and I guess that's kind of where, where we'll wrap this up here. The, the, anyone who's not from here, who, um, wants, wants this experience, try to make it happen for yourself. I know that, that, that it's expensive. Um, I know that it's uh, not something that's available to everyone in terms of, uh, you know, what part of the world you're in or, what kind of travel you can make. But, um, my, my mantra, and this is really something that my wife has instilled over me in the nearly, uh, you know, 10 years that we've been married, um, is take the trip. You always want to have an experience if you can. Um, and this has, has been an experience and will continue to be the rest of the week. Um, and you know, as, as for, for, for those of you who listen, who are local, I think the biggest thing I can say is how appreciative I am for locals like Shuban and others who are so welcoming because this is a, I don't hear about this a lot at other clubs. I don't hear about the welcoming nature. And I think that that is um, my kind of my biggest takeaway. No one is, um, you know, and, and, and we see a lot of this online, the, you know, what I what I call the uh, the the go back to America ism <laughs> that that some folks have, we experience none of that in person here. People are people are welcoming. They are, are are glad that this club has has a global outreach, and it really does. Um, and that is is part of it that is really cool and really exciting, and um, has just been a joy. It's 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 been really fun to be here, and. and you know, as as dreadful as the football has been, and as dreadful as it was tonight, and I'll tell you, as cold and wet, oh, man. the weather this week has been insane. Here, it has been so cold, so wet. I mean, I look. I'm I'm from Arizona. I live in Arizona, man. I am not used to this. It has been brutally, brutally cold and wet here. Yeah, it is uh, kind of awful <laughs> weather wise. Um, but you know what? On a little island and off the coast of mainland Europe in the middle of the Atlantic, awful weather is kind of part of the experience, right? So it didn't have to snow on us, though. That's the, it didn't have to snow. It, we could have been fine without that. But, yeah, like you mentioned, um, everyone has just been so welcoming and, and so intrigued about, you know, why did you come all of this way if you're just watching a football game? And... You know, it's because we love this club just as much as you do. You know, we're we're just as invested. We're we're not physically close, but our hearts are right here with you in in seventeen. And 
um, it was a joy to get to be physically in N17 again today. And uh, luckily, it will not be our last time here. We're going back at least two times. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't be able to stay away tomorrow and make another trip back up there. We'll see. Um, but yeah, just a, a beautiful thing today um, to get to sing our songs in person. Um, it was just re- really, really touching for me. Brought it full circle. Um, to get to, to share in that act of, uh, of love for our club, um, together with, you know, 60,000 people is incredible. It has been incredible, mate. Um, we're, like I said, we're going to do it again and we're going to have a podcast again at the weekend. Um, we will be back with you then to talk more about experience and, and talk more about, uh, the football because the football is it is front and center, but, um, you know, we just, we hope that part gets better because the experience really can't, it can't get better than what we got to, uh, got to see and do, uh, and, and we'll continue to all week. So, uh, you can follow Dakota at Dakota J booth. Uh, you can follow me at a Stetka. follow us at Tottenham Depot. We have posted a lot of, uh, videos, pictures up there this week. Um, we even, we even went and saw Wrexham this week and post posted a little bit of that stuff up there too, which was pretty fun. Um, that is a f- wild and fun club to watch. Um, so go check us out at Tottenham Depot on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we'll be back with you at the weekend. Uh, until then, as always, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot, and as always, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>